welcome to Create English on Ripollet Radio. My name is Gabor. I'm the host of this program. I'm an English teacher and I'm here to give you tips and answers to your questions in order for you to be able to learn English on your own easier and, uh, you know, find the resources and, um, and learn from them in an easier way. We're going to start with the one-minute question as usual, then I'm going to uh, give you a tip on how you can learn English from movies, and then we're going to do some practice um, based on my answer to the first one-minute question, which is actually going to be about can and can't, how to hear the difference between can and can't. So, uh, okay, you're ready and tuned in, so let's get started. Here we go, it's Create English in January 2021. Let's get going. All right, so let's kick off with the student question. It's a one-minute question, which means I'll try and answer it in one minute. But actually, let me advance that I'm going to dedicate a little time to this later on in the program, because it's a great question. We might have talked about this before in the past, but it's always a good idea to come back to it in different ways, maybe. So, the question is, how can you hear the difference between can and can't? So, the affirmative and the negative form. And, um, well, the answer is, the short answer is that sometimes it's just not audible, or you just can't hear the difference, because uh, there is no t or there is a t in both cases. So, what you should focus on is not so much whether you hear the t or not, but you should listen out to the rhythm pattern of how each one is used, and we're going to look at examples for this. But let me just um, give you two examples here. If you say, I can swim, I can swim, there's no t, okay? Right, that's correct. It's an affirmation. So I'm, I just say, I can swim, fantastic, or I can cook, etc. If I say, I can't swim, or I can't cook, or I can't fly, um, you hear the t somewhat, yeah? But, uh, but there's something else that, uh, that helps to decide whether it's affirmative or negative. Listen to the difference. I can swim. I can't fly. I can swim. I can't fly. Right? You hear the t? Yes, you do. I'm actually going to give you an example where you can hear the t in both cases. But here there's a rhythm pattern. I can swim. The swim is more accentuated. It's louder, okay? I can't fly. Here we have two accents. Can't and the action, fly. That's It's as simple as that. We're going to practice this later on in the program, so we're going to do some rhythm practice. Because that's something that's not so much in the focus for students. Uh, they, they really try to uh, hear the t. But if I say, you, you can tell him, or you can tell him, do you hear the difference in t? You can tell him. You can tell him. There's t in both cases. Yet one is affirmative, the other one is negative. I could, of course, say, you can't tell him. Like, emphasize the t and say double t. But that's not what happens all the time. Sometimes they just, you know, merge into one. So we'll deal with this uh, in a moment. And this was my short answer, which wasn't that short, I know, but um, that's the way it goes. So uh, thanks for the question. It's a good one. 
And if you want more information and you actually want to watch a video of mine, you can do it. It's on YouTube and I'm going to put the link down uh, in the program here. And you can also go to my website, check out the blog. It's at createenglish.com. Just look for the blog and you will find um, the description of this um, can and can't. And, and you will see a link to a video there too. Okay, it's createenglish.com with one E in the middle. English. You're listening to Create English on Ripollet Radio with Gabor Legradi. Right, so we've come to the next point, which is uh, we're going to talk about uh, something that a lot of students ask me, um, and it's, you know, how can I learn English watching movies? How can you learn from films? Uh, this is a great topic. There are some specific answers that I can give you and some tips that if you follow um, and try, then I'm sure you will improve your uh, listening skills and pronunciation, vocabulary. So... So let's dive in. What um, the first thing is, uh, is it a good idea? Of course, it is a good idea. Uh, films have a lot of uh, colloquial forms and um, just everyday conversation uh, style language that, that you can learn from. So um, depending on what film you watch, obviously, if you, if you watch a, a historical movie, that's going to be different than uh, a, a, you know, a modern TV series. But uh, before we actually talk about what film to choose, what movie to watch, let's just clarify something. When you want to learn English, watching films, you have to get something clear. One thing is to watch a film for entertainment when you're a learner, obviously. And another thing is to watch it for learning English, at least at the beginning, right? Now, as you progress, as you improve, the more you will be able to enjoy the film as entertainment and you know just you know keep watching without having to stop and stuff but uh, but at the beginning just get into that mindset that you are watching this film in order to learn English not in order to be entertained in the first place now what does this mean um, yeah you need a little bit of extra brain work you can't just sit back and, and expect to learn watch the film and learn you would probably need to watch hundreds of hours of films in order to learn that way. Um, do you have the time for that? I don't know. So what you can do is you can use a remote control. A remote control is a great good old friend because it can do the basic things. It can stop the video or pause the video. It can rewind the video and it can you can play it again and again from, um, you know, <laughs> I mean, this is obvious. That's what a remote control is for. But my point is um, you will need to stop the video and work on the film in a different way. Now, how do you actually do that? Well, I recommend that you choose a film that you have already seen in your first language. This is not a must. You can you can do it. You know, you can just grab a, a brand new film you haven't seen before. But if you if you pick a film that you have seen before in your first language, then you will be familiar with the story you will be familiar with the story, which means you will expect certain kind of conversations in certain um, scenes, which will help because your mind will be prepared already, to some extent, to take in the information in English. Now, you could say like, all right, but this is not fair because, you know, I know the story already. Yeah, all right, but again, the point here is you want to learn English. 
So it's, it's not a problem. So it can be a good thing if you uh, actually know the story already and you are a little bit familiar with, with what to expect uh, in terms of context in a given scene. So that's my tip number one. Once you've picked the movie, I recommend that you pick a scene, all right? Maybe one or two minute long scene. Uh, this is going to be the scene that you're going to work on. And you don't have to start at the beginning. You don't have to begin the movie at the beginning. Why? Pick a scene. Um, now, what scene to pick? Um, choose a scene where there is conversation, obviously. There needs to be conversation in it, and there needs to be some interesting conversation in it, or some some scene that, that you know because you have seen it in your own first language before. You can do different things. I recommend that at first you just watch the scene without sound. So once you pick the scene, turn down the volume and watch the scene. Just observe what you can see. Well, depends again. If there's some action, when action accompanies the conversation, that's much better than just maybe people sitting at the dining table and talking about who knows what, but they're just they're not doing anything other than, you know, picking other food or whatever, but there's no real action. In this case, even there is some point in watching the scene without sound first, because you can observe the people's faces, reactions, you know, from that you can guess whether they're happy, they're upset, or, you know, they're, they get angry or they're surprised or whatever um, emotions they express that can guide you to what kind of language is uh, actually happening or going on in the background. Now with the volume turned down, you can't hear it, but you're preparing for the next step. So just look at the scene and, and you know, generate some ideas, have some ideas. Like, what can it be? What can uh, this whole thing be about? Now, you can go back, play the same scene now, don't watch, just listen. So it's the other way around now. So. Now, don't watch, just listen. And now compare your first ideas that you had. You know, you were just watching the movie or the scene without sound. You had some ideas like what they could be talking about. Now, you, you're not watching, but you're listening and you're comparing the two. How much of it did you get right? How much was close? Or, you know, just to orient yourself a little bit. Okay, right. Next step. Um... You can do it right away, or you can take a break, whatever. But the next step would be um, playing the scene again, watching the scene with the sound on in English now, but with no subtitles. Okay, so don't turn the subtitles on yet because it's going to distract you. It's going to split your attention. You want to be focused. So what you're going to be doing, you're going to have visual information. You're going to be watching. There will be a listening part to it. So that's two inputs. It's enough. You don't need to read, which would be a third input again. So um, just watch the scene, listen to it in English, and follow. Now you can repeat this step another time. Like you can do it once and, and again. It's a one, two minute scene. It's not that long. So you can repeat it. As you're watching, when you've finished, just you know, ask yourself, how happy are you with what you've understood? You will probably not understand everything. Um, that's okay. Just watch it listen to it, but don't read the subtitles at this point, and just observe, you know, your understanding. How much is it that you understand? Uh, how much is that is there in the gray area? Like, you know, maybe this, maybe that. And how much is that, you know, you don't know what's going on and what they're saying. That's fine. You can do this step again, one more time. You can do it twice. 
In the next step, you should watch it again. Watch the same scene. Okay, remember, if you get bored, just be patient because the point is not to be entertained here by what's happening in the story. The point is that you want to learn English, practice listening skills, uh, learn new expressions, practice pronunciation, and prepare and train your ear for the next scene and the next scene and the next and the future whatever, how many scenes you are going to work on, and it's going to get easier and easier and easier. And at some point, you will be able to watch a film in a much more relaxed way, follow the story and understand more. But you need to work on that first. So, in this step, watch the scene again. Now with the subtitles on. Watch it from the beginning to the end. I mean, the scene, the beginning of the scene to the end of the scene, one minute, two minutes. And just watch and read along, okay? Keep in mind that sometimes the subtitles are not a word-to-word transcript. Sometimes subtitles don't exactly match what the actors are actually saying. But many times they do, so uh, it's up to the film. But just follow, okay? Read along. Watch, listen, and read. Now is the moment that you will need your remote control. I mean, if you've done this this much, you can stop and you can come back to this another day. Like if you found, I mean, if you had only uh, maybe 15 minutes to work, it's fine. You don't have to do the whole thing just the same day or, you know, uh, the same time. You can, you can do it later. So what I recommend is when you move on to the next step, you should use your remote control because you will need to pause the film. You will need to observe the language more closely. You will need to go in deeper and learn, listen take notes. So, you will need time to process the information, okay? So grab a notebook, a piece of paper, a pen, a pencil, and you will need to take notes. If you want to improve, if you want to take away some learning, actual learning, expressions and new words, the retention, memory, retention, requires repeated input. I mean, uh, there are things that you can remember the first time you you see them. It happens. But repeated input is what uh, makes those connections that will help you remember things for a long time. Long-term memory. So in this step, just watch the movie. Watch it, listen to it, and read at the same time. But use the remote control and go step by step. You can watch it once again and decide where you're going to stop. Then go back and pause. Just write down those new expressions. You've found some new expression. There's a new word. There's a, there's a new use of a preposition. Write down the new words and new expressions. Or expressions that you thought you knew, but you knew them in a different way, and this is the correct form. So write down anything that belongs to this scene and is useful for you as vocabulary. When you're done with the scene... You will have a list of expressions and words. Look at them. Just see, like, okay, this is what I have. This is what I find new. This is what I find interesting. Or this is what I did not understand when I was not reading, you know, the the subtitles. So, is everything really absolutely new? Are these absolutely new words and expressions? Or are they, like, when you see them written down, they seem like, Hey, come on, this is easy. How come I did not understand? If you have these moments, if you have um, points like these, that 
signals that indicates that uh, your ears didn't capture what your eyes understand, okay? So when you see it written down, it's easier than when you hear it. What is the, the gap between the two? What is the difference? Why don't you understand it when you hear it? And why do you understand it when it's written down? I'm not talking about completely new expressions, but expressions on your list that might be like, hey, I know this one, but I did not understand it when I heard it. So so that's, that's important um, to observe because that's where you have to work. That's where you need to work. So go back with your notes and listen to the scene. You don't have to watch now. You could just listen and look at your notes. And as you're listening, tick when you hear these expressions. So listen now and just just observe what's happening. Is there background noise or is there a way of pronouncing it that you didn't expect maybe? Maybe your way of pronouncing that thing is different from how it actually is pronounced uh, in context. Not isolated words, but when words go together, you know, the whole thing can change. So which of these expressions are pronounced differently from what you'd expected them to be like? And that's it, basically. So this would be like the last thing uh, to do. Uh, And of course, when you're done with this, you've like looked at closer at the expressions, you have your list. Of course, this list is there for you as a reference list. So just, you know, make sure you uh, check in dictionary what they actually and what they really mean. Um, There might be idioms, there might be um, phrasal verbs. So you need to go and check a dictionary and, and find the meaning sometimes. So do that. It doesn't have to be the same day. You can do it later on. Uh, but at some point, make sure that you understand at least 80% of what you've written down. You don't always have to do everything. because Some expressions will be like, mm, okay, it's new, but after all, it might not be useful for you. Uh, you know, it might be something so culture-specific, or it might be some, some maybe some archaic uh, form that is not in use anymore. So, But maybe, you know, 75-80% of what you've written down is probably going to be useful. So just make sure you know what what those expressions mean. And then uh, come back to these expressions and, and review them. Someday come back, check. And there's more work you can do. Uh, we're not going to talk about that today. So these would be the complete steps that I would recommend. And once you're done with the scene, you can move on to another scene. You pick the movie, you pick a scene that you like because you you like the conversation part there and you do it in english of course and you do these steps you know first step just watching without sound and then second step just listening and the third is watching and with the sound on but no subtitles etc etc so you just follow these steps and when you finish as a bonus thing what you can do is just sit back okay once you've worked on your notes you know you've looked at the notes and all that is done, you can put down your notes, sit back, just rewind the the movie back to the beginning of the scene and just watch it. Now, a little bit like as if you were watching the movie for entertainment. It's not going to be pure entertainment, probably. You're still a learner, you know, sitting in front of the TV, uh, whatever, but still, you have worked on this um part of the movie you should understand a lot more and you'll be surprised how much better you understand it and again working on 
this material so much. It's not cheating. It's actual work. And this means that the things that you understand in this scene will probably, you know, be easier to understand in other movies, other contexts next time. So what you've worked on now is going to be useful for the next time that you watch work on a movie scene. If you follow this step by step, you should see improvement. And remember, you don't have to do everything at the same time on the same day. You know, you can just do one part 15 minutes and another 15 minutes some other time. Um, it doesn't have to be the same day. I'm going to put a link in the description of the program for you to, to find like a written summary of what I've just talked about. So you can read it actually. So make sure you check that. And that was about movies today. Right. And in the remaining time, we're going to come back to the um, the first question, which was the... Um, the question about can and can't, what to do in order to understand when people are saying the affirmative or the negative form. So I'm, we're going to work on that now. Uh, I gave you a quick answer at the beginning of the program, and now we're going to do some exercises. So, so what we have here is my guitar. And I've brought the guitar because I'm going to use the guitar to explain what I want to explain to you about can and can't. Okay, so let me give you a very quick and simple answer. In the affirmative, the rhythm pattern is different from the negative. Affirmative, we put the emphasis on the main verb. Example, I can swim. Here, I'm going to emphasize swim. And I can is going to be smaller. Listen, I can swim. I can swim. So the rhythm pattern is going to be diri da, diri da. So diri da, da is louder, that's swim, and diri is I can. So I can swim. I can is reduced to I can. I can swim. I can, I can swim. I can swim. And the same happens with dance. I can dance. And the, and the same happens with cook. I can I can cook. This happens because so this would happen in natural English, fluent English, uh, in affirmative. And this helps the this helps and this helps the listener to identify that the person is talking in the affirmative. Is using the affirmative. So when the action is emphasized, I can swim, it's clear that you're using a yes form, an affirmative form. However, when it's the negative form, can't, you're going to emphasize can't and the verb as well. Listen, the pattern changes to I can't fly. Di da da. This is the negative. Di da da. I can't fly. The first one, the affirmative, was different. It was di di da. There was just one accent point here. In this one, there are two, can't and the main verb. I can't fly. Here, the listener understands it's negative, even if the t is not clear to hear because of the rhythm pattern. So there are two things that help, actually. One is the t that students want to hear, but it's, sometimes it's just not there or it's just not audible or clear to hear. And you also need some other reference 
and the other reference is the uh, intonation or the rhythm. So the two things together should make it easier for you to distinguish between the yes and the no, the affirmative and the negative form. Let's do some comparison. I'm going to say swim, yes, fly, no. Okay, listen. I can swim. I can't fly. With the guitar, I can swim. I can't fly. Right. Now let's use dance both in the affirmative and the negative form. I'm going to say rumba and salsa. Rumba, yes, salsa, no. I can dance rumba, I can't dance salsa. I can dance rumba, I can't dance salsa. If we follow the same pattern, we're gonna have I can dance rumba, I can dance rumba. So I emphasize dance and rumba, of course, because rumba is important. It's important information. But can, I can is reduced to can, I can. I can dance rumba. In the negative, however, it's going to be can't dance salsa. Three emphasis points. I can't dance salsa. I can't dance salsa. Do you hear the t really? It's not really clear that I'm I'm not saying I can't dance salsa. I mean I could do it, but it's it's a little hard to say. But still, if I just say I can dance salsa, if I don't say the t, you still hear it's the negative because of the emphasis points. I'm emphasizing can't. It's longer and louder because it's the negative. Let's see two other examples and then we finish here. Swim in a pool? Yes. Swim in the ocean? No. Okay? I can, I can't. Here we go. I can swim in a pool. I can swim in a pool. We are exaggerating a little bit, of course. But we're practicing. So when we're practicing, we can overdo it a little bit. But still, respecting and keeping the relative difference in dynamics. So, I can swim in a pool. I can swim in a pool. I can swim in a pool. It's clearly yes. The negative would be, I can't swim in the ocean. Da 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 da. So we have da 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 da. Three main points. Da 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 da. I can't swim in the ocean. I can't swim in the ocean. Here the T is pretty clearly audible because the I can't swim. That's easy to say. And finally, let me show you this example then when you have the T in both cases. And that's because of the word tell. So the first affirmative would be you can tell him. All right. It's okay. You can. You can tell him. And the negative would be, you can't tell him. Now, in the first part, we need to emphasize tell, the verb tell, right? You can tell him. You can tell him. This is affirmative. The negative would be, two emphasis points. You can't tell him. You can't tell him. Now, I made an effort to say both sounds in the negative 
But if I just speak in a more relaxed way and faster or whatever, more connected, then you're gonna hear one t. Still, you're gonna know that it's the negative form because of the rhythm pattern. Listen. You can tell him. You can't tell him is you can tell him. You can't tell him. But that t might just merge into one t. You need to emphasize both can't and tell. Maybe if this is the first time you hear this, it might be just confusing a little bit and and not clear. But just take a little time, slowing it down and really uh, just um, trying to do this rhythm pattern. And I think you will discover that it's not that hard. And next time you're watching a film or you're just, uh, you know, uh, in, in context, you find can and can't, just pay attention to how they say it. If you really hear that this pattern is, is there, um, of course, if the speaker is a native speaker or an advanced speaker. Okay, this was Create English on Ripollet Radio today. Thank you for listening. Thanks for uh, your time. I hope you found this content useful. I'm going to put the links down in the description of the program uh, for more resources. You can also check out the website createenglish.com, just like the name of this program, to, uh, to help you learn and practice English. So thanks again. Have fun. Enjoy learning English. And talk to you next time in the next program. Bye now.